all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. As you can see, our weather right now is actually uh, pretty fantastic and uh, should be a really nice night for driving movies. We're very fortunate in this COVID-19 issue to have been, for the most part, permitted to continue to operate. March of 2020, all of a sudden we were geniuses because everything had turned into drive-in. Now that everything's back open again, they're not here. Driving isn't the top of the choice anymore. We're just trying to keep heads above water and keep rolling right now. We don't have to wear face masks. We don't have to have 50% capacity. But then there's other problems. Usually we'd show double features. We're understaffed, so we can't do double features right now. And the supply chain challenges have been real. I've never seen anything like this. It could be the worst July attendance-wise on record. I thought it would really be fun to spend our retirement at a drive-in. I didn't realize that we would spend our retirements on a drive-in as well. But um, here we are. So. <laughs> There is a train that goes by at 9.45, directly behind the screen, too. I would suggest the management coordinate intermission with the trains. Drop-ins have had to completely reinvent themselves time after time. And I think we're going through a reinvention process now. My goal was to show my boys that if you have a dream, you can build it. This is the first busy weekend we've had since COVID started. Normal for a Sunday being a little bit busier yet, but I'm, I'm thankful for what we have here. Bowling balls, bowling pins, dude cookies. Beer garden is open, he's making white Russians. <laughs> it's just one of those things that makes you feel like you are actually doing something good in the community. We've had proposals out here. It's really a lovely place. I'm at the love of my life here. We're gonna have to drive in. The money's not the best, but my job is the best. And once you're in here, a lot of the different uh, things that are going on now, especially the negative or stressful things, don't exist once you're in here. We have no intention of going anywhere. We're going to stay right where we are. This is not the first tragedy that's ever happened, and it won't be the last. We've survived so many years where we shouldn't have continued on that we're pretty confident we'll see the sunrise again, and they'll be back to where we were. Norwich intermissions, 924. You just gotta base it on the train now, I guess. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to get the intro in there. You know, we had to go back 
today's topic, we're going back in time, back to the drive-in. Had to play some old retro intros there just for fun, just to get us all in the mood. But speaking of back, April Wright, filmmaker and director, how are you? Welcome back to the channel. Yes, going back back on your show. I'm so happy to be here talking with you. I know, so. I know, because there's so many movies. Uh, I know me and you discussed and we were going to do a review and do the, but you know, life happens and you get extremely busy and I get extremely busy, so it's hard to us to get together. But I know we had we had a lot of fun talking about uh, Halloween H2O and Halloween and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because you know. She's a badass like that, guys. That's right. Everybody watches. She likes the horror genre, baby. I do. Represent. I do. Horror and thriller is my favorite genre. <laughs> love it. Love it. That's right. That's why you're family here. That's right. Uh, but today, uh, we are going to go back in time, back to the drive-in, and back to the documentary uh, genre here. And the last time we had you here, speaking of documentaries, uh, we discussed the awesome stunt women. That's right, the untold Hollywood story, and now it's playing on it's it's playing everywhere, even on American Airlines. It looks like. Look at that. Yeah, it is. So many people have told me they've seen it on American Airlines, and I I flew that a couple months ago, and it's on their lineup, and it's on other airlines too. I, it's hard to keep track, but yeah, it's out there. You can find it. That is awesome. That is awesome. And that you guys, if you haven't seen it, it's an awesome documentary. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, but first of all, we got some some uh, some peeps here. Jake Hall saying hello, April. That's right. Got some people hello. here saying hello. And Kevin <laughs> also saying hello to April. Miss Miss Wright here. That's right. That's nice. right. Representing. Representing. Uh, but yeah, let's go back. Let's set the scene here. Look at that. Woo. We going back retro. Look at that. The drive-in, man. And uh, everybody watching right now, if you have any drive-in memories, feel free to uh, let me know. Let me know in chat, and I'll uh, I'll click on it and stuff like that. Some good memories. <laughs> Don't talk about any bad memories. Good memories. Uh, or, or I just say, do we want people talking about the movies they don't remember because they were in the back seat making out or something like that. Do we, do we want those stories or do we just want the movies they remember? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'll take a look at what they post there if they post anything. Yeah, uh, I'd like to talk to people about just movies they remember because mm -hmm. you know I always say when when you go to the drive-in, you're not just seeing a movie. It's the whole atmosphere, it's the whole experience. You can yes. talk in your car to people. A lot of drive-ins now people Put it in the back of the pickup truck or they bring chairs and sit outside and so it is a little more social experience and it really creates a memory when you go to the drive-in it's it's beyond just the movie it's not something you stream at home that you forget about as soon as you finish watching it it really creates a memory um, that people take with them so a lot of people when i talk to them about drive-ins they can tell me oh i remember seeing this movie at the drive-in or you know they they really remember those things so if people do remember things. I, I love to hear those stories. Yes, yes. And you're and you're correct. It's a totally different type of atmosphere and experience uh, than the regular movie theaters. And we love the movie theaters. We love going to the movie theater with sound and all that cool stuff. Yeah. But but there was something special about uh, the drive-ins, you know. I mean, the last time, it's been a while, Samurai guys been to a drive-in, but uh, last time I was at one, we went to go, see, it was a double feature. We went to go see, <laughs> it, was a, it was a good and bad experience at the same time we went to go see um it was halloween 2 yes yes the recent one <laughs> which was hor which was really bad uh i know it has its fans that's fine but then after that um 
District 9 was the one afterwards. And we we had extremely low expectations for District 9. We didn't even know what we were watching with the t- teaser trailer for District 9. So when we saw in the theater, um, excuse me, the drive-in, we were yeah. like, this is, this is fucking amazing. You know, we were like, oh my God. And that's so, the one that where they're cleaning up a former asylum or something like that. Is that the movie I'm thinking of? Oh, that's um, session nine. You're thinking of session, session nine. Session nine is the yeah. alien one, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, that yes. That's Neil a perfect, Blomkamp directed. That's a, yeah, picture. exactly. That's a perfect one for a drive-in because, yeah, any if you're seeing an alien movie, if you're seeing Jaws, if you're seeing, you know, anything where the outside atmosphere, the sky above you, or, you know, just the trees or just even the people next to you in their car, mm-hmm. that can add like an extra layer to any sort of scary movie. Um, oh yeah so yeah yeah. do you have any uh drive-in memories from back in the day to share well um i went to the drive-in all the time with my family it was a regular thing that that my mom did with us growing up and so people always ask me if i remember you know the first time i went to the drive-in or any of that but it just was a common thing that we did all the time we were lucky when I was a kid to have three drive-ins near us. Um, and oh, then wow. by the time I got older, we only had one. And um, it was called the Kino in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, across the border from where I lived on the Illinois side. And that one lasted until about five years ago. It just got torn torn down for no reason. It's now an empty lot. Um, but I did go to the drive-ins a lot. And then when I moved out here to L.A., the Van Nuys drive-in was still open. So I used to go to there quite a bit before that got torn down. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, well, and I've been to, <laughs> before making this new film, before making Back to the Drive-In, my very first documentary was about drive-ins. Um, it was a documentary called Going Attractions, The Definitive Story of the American Drive-In Movie. And I covered the whole history of the drive-in, the invention, all the different ups and downs they went through. And um, to make that movie, I drove the country twice two summers in a row i took a whole month each summer and drove not the airport cities every little town to little town to little town and i visited over 500 drive-in locations so i i really have been to more drive-ins than anybody it's kind (laughs) of a a weird side effect that happened from making that movie um so yeah you got got drive-in street cred i've been to a lot of (laughs) drive-ins Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I know. It's just weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you, you're very thorough and, and very good at what you do and doing your research and all that. So, you know, it's and it shows here in the documentary, which we'll get into a little bit. Uh, I won't do any major spoilers because I want people that are watching right now to, to go out and watch the film, of course. Uh, but we could talk about a few things. Uh, but yeah, Samurai Guy, when I was young... It, I have more memories of the experience of being at the drive-in, believe it or not. Not ne- not necessarily the films, because <laughs> there was a lot of, like, my dad just piled up in the back. You know, we just me and my sisters just piled up in the back seat, grabbing our, you know, our treats from, from the Goodwill. That's why Samurai Guy's that old. Woolsworth. Yeah, I'm that old. Yeah. I'm mentioning yeah. no. Yeah, no one knows what Woolsworth is. Woolworth, Woolworth, yeah. Woolworth, yeah. because mm-hmm. I was saying it wrong. Yeah, Woolworths. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There you go. We had in Chicago, it was called White Hen Pantry. It was kind of like a 7-Eleven. Yeah. And they used to have um, penny candy. It wasn't actually a penny. I think it was like 10 cents each. But it was just all these little things like Zots and other little candies. And my mom would let us be like, she'd be like, you know, you can get like 10 things. It would be a dollar or whatever. 
we were so excited and sometimes we would take those to the movies <laughs> yeah i mean back then and things were cheap you can stock up man you know <laughs> and sneak food in and stuff but sometimes it's, it's although awesome. you're not it's supposed food, to sneak food in you're supposed you need to support the snack bar yeah we didn't say that we did get stuff from the snack bar though because you know we gotta get them nachos now and the ice cream gotta... you can't carry the yeah. ice cream you gotta get yeah, your ice cream yeah, yeah. The snack bar. So, but yeah let's jump into this i mean again congratulations on uh the, the just the positive feedback from uh from your documentary here i mean you have magazine articles newspaper articles uh you know letterbox reviews you know and you've shown at festivals i mean yeah. and this one right here this one's huge you got mentioned and this is around comic-con you got you got a shout out here from chris gore from Film yeah. Thread. That's huge. I, li I, I like that guy, man. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, they did a review of the film. They gave it 7 out of 10. So All right. that's a good review. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we, have some, we, we have some younglings in the audience here. Uh, they, they've never been to a drive-in. Uh, You're Kevin, missing out. You're Kevin missing feels out. like he's you missing are. out. You have, to go. you have to go try it. <laughs> yeah, at least once, you know. Take your buds or your, or your, or your best gal. You know, mm -hmm. and, go, and go check it out. Yeah, uh, it's but, just a whole different way to see a movie. It's a whole different experience. I mm -hmm. there were uh, a couple of the driving fans that are in my movie. One of them was like, you know, I already saw Top Gun IMAX. Now I'm going to go see Top Gun at the drive-in because that's going to be a different experience. You know, it's just right. a different way to see a movie. You know, to experience it. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you have one near you, oh, you owe it to yourself to go check it out because it's definitely a cool experience. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And I extremely enjoyed your documentary. <laughs> well, and and just people who own drive-ins are their characters. They really, yeah. really are. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're family businesses, and um, and they're just uh, and people that really put their heart and their soul into what they do. And so you know, it's just really interesting to see behind the curtain a little bit what they do um, to yes. keep these places going. Yes, and you you know, you know had a lot of interviews with all of them in 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 your documentary, which was really entertaining and and sometimes a little sad because you know like the trailer showed us you know uh, after the pandemic everybody went back to uh, doing their own thing and and they didn't get that much business, but uh, it was also encouraging as well watching them because they still were living their dream, working hard, no matter what, and we can admire that. You know what I mean? They're living Absolutely. their dream. Yeah, I think, we, yeah, I think you totally got the film right there. You just said it in a nutshell how it feels. Because, yeah, if, a, a lot of people were telling me after they watched it that they're like, it's about drive-ins. It's fun. I didn't expect it to be so emotional. But, yeah. but you really connect to the people, and um, and it is emotional. And I, I was asking this girl who interviewed me the other day, I'm like, what was so emotional for you? And she said, well, you just see these people working so hard and putting their heart and soul into it. So you want them to be successful. And when things aren't going well, you just feel bad for them. And I'm like, yeah, that, that is how you feel for sure. Like they're, they're doing it all right. You want, you want them to be successful. And, um, and they're, and like you said, it, they're so resilient and inspiring. You know, it, it's a good story for all of us. It's very heartfelt because you're right. They're, they're doing their dream. They're working hard and they're so passionate about it. And even when the odds are against them, they're so determined to uh, make it work. Um, you yeah. know, that, you are, that you are rooting for them and you do care mm -hmm. about that. So yeah, yeah. thank you. 
and um you know they just like the parents were saying about talking about their kids you know they they want to be examples for their children you know and they were like you know hey we could show them that you know if we build it they they will come you know <laughs> you know which was also cool but you got kevin here saying congratulations april on the success there people in chat say congrats thank and, you uh, sexy sumo here you go right here drive-ins are great fun lawn chairs portable speakers and fresh air and a cooler with the cold drinks and snacks that's right oh yeah yeah he knows what's up he knows what's up. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Can't 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 forget we weekend swap meets at the drive-ins too. Yeah, yeah. Yes, a lot of them have swap meets because they need something to do during the day to still generate money. So yeah, there's a lot of them, especially in California. Um, a lot of them have swap meets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, back to uh Chris Gore. I love his takes. Oh, wrong. Well, <laughs> I'll get to that poster. I'll get yeah, to that. I'll that's get my that screening I'm having on Wednesday in LA. But yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, let me get to that. Uh, yeah, back to Chris here. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy his takes on movies. Uh, he's very knowledgeable. I was thinking about reaching out to him one day in the future, see if he'd like to be a guest here on the channel. But that is really cool that uh, he gave you that shout out for sure. But yeah, let's talk about this one. So what's what's what happened here? What's going on here? Well, the movie's only available in theaters, and I did that because it's about going to theaters, going to drive-ins, and I want yeah. people to go go to theaters so it will be available streaming but not for another you know few months i don't even have the date yet so sometime in the fall it will be streaming but right now it's only in theaters so i'm at theaters across the country and i'm doing um, two screenings in the los angeles area on tuesday tomorrow i'm at the lemley monica film center in santa monica at 7 30 and then on wednesday i'm at the lemley north hollywood and charles phoenix some people know him uh, he, he loves retro stuff and Americana and nice. he knows a lot about Southern California area drive-ins, um, the ones that used to be here. So he's going to do the Q and a with me on Wednesday, but right. yeah, if you want to put up that other card, it's at, um, all these other places. Yeah. So this is where it's playing right now. It, it was at the music box in Chicago, but they had their last screening yesterday. It was in, in Buffalo at the North park. They had their last screening yesterday. So a couple just played it over the weekend. And then all of these are playing it this week um, at the Silver Moon in Florida. It's a double feature with Bullet Train. So that's super fun. Awesome. awesome <laughs> I get awesome. to be a double feature with that. Couple drive ins um, next weekend. I'm a double feature with Elvis. So that's all awesome. Right. That, that's one benefit when you play at drive ins because they have double features that, you know, you get to play with cool films. Like my last drive in documentary I was telling you about. I got to be a double feature with Smokey and the Bandit. That was awesome. <laughs> I got awesome. to be a double feature with Jaws one time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like all the, just seeing what they pair you with. They pair me with Grease a lot because Grease is kind of a drive-in movie. Yeah. Um, but, that's but perfect it is, though. Yeah, exactly. But it is, it's like a fun, that's another fun little side effect is that sometimes I get to be a double feature with a really cool, cool film and, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, extremely cool double feature, check this out, guys. Your documentary was with Top Gun. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. That is awesome, son. One of the best films of the year. And your film 
was a double yep. feature with this. That I is know, like, isn't it, that it doesn't, crazy? It doesn't so, get any cooler than that, man. <laughs> yeah, me and Tom, we we have a lot. Me and Tom have a lot in common. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I did um to kick the film off. Um, National Drive-in Day is on June sixth, which is the day the very first drive-in ever opened on June sixth, nineteen thirty-three. Um, in Camden, New Jersey, the very first drive-in opened. And so a lot of people call that drive-in day, National Drive-In Day. And so to kick off the film, I played it at um, 20 different drive-ins in like nice. 17 states, something like that, um, for drive-in day. And at a lot of them, I was a double feature with Top Gun because that was the movie that had just come out the week before. There I am again on the marquee with <laughs> Look at that. So, yeah, it was really awesome that I got to be double feature with Top Gun at a whole bunch of these uh, theaters. There I am again. Yeah. So that one's in Ohio right there, the Vandell. And Vandell is actually one of them that's playing it with Elvis this weekend. Oh, nice. Um, nice so they're nice. they're playing it again. Yep. That's cool. So, yeah, it's it's fun. And it's just it's weird because it's unusual for a documentary to go into theaters and especially an indie documentary, you know, this doesn't have a studio behind it. This is, you know, I made it, I produced it, I flew the drone, um, and and uh, so really, it is, it that's is impressive. Small, yeah, it is a small indie movie, but because of the subject matter, you know, it it's about the theatrical experience. So for mm -hmm. people who are film lovers and people who you know, want to preserve that experience of being able to go see a movie on a big screen in a theater, you know, and, and during the pandemic, that became a question. Uh, is that experience still valuable? And I think now they're deciding it definitely is. Mm -hmm. But um, but during the pandemic, that was definitely questioned. Are all these theaters going to close? Are they going to stay closed? Is everything just going to go straight to streamers? That's and right. so for me, I, I grew up on that experience. I love going to see movies in theaters. I will seek out cool theaters to go see films at them if I can. And um, and so, yeah, I wanted this just to be in, in theaters for a little while to support and to try to bring attention back on the drive-ins. Um, and that's from this past weekend. That's the North Park in Buffalo, New York. So there I am on the marquee there. And look at that oh, cool man. marquee. They that need, is amazing. That poor neon is expensive to keep up. Uh, you can see it <laughs> out on the ORT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that movie palaces like that one, I, I did visit that one. I made a documentary about movie palaces, and it played in that theater, and I got to see it in that theater, and they gave me a tour of the ticket of the ticket booth and of the nice. uh, project the projection room, like everything in that theater I got to really see all the behind the scenes. And um, that one's a hundred years old um, in Buffalo, New York. And um, wow. one of the drive-ins featured in the film, the transit drive-in is also outside of Buffalo. So um, right, right, we did right. the screening up there last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's really cool. And yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> hopefully it keeps getting shown everywhere because it's such a, it's such a delight and a, a just yeah, a wonderful trip down memory lane. Totally. Yeah. We're showing it a bunch of places, um, all the way. Uh, I have, I have it booked in different places through September and we'll probably, um, a, a few more drive-ins I suspect will start playing it before they close for the year. Cause a lot of them in colder weather, um, you know, they close up by October or so, but I think a few more will, will be playing it. But a lot of times, um, especially at the drive-ins with the double features, they don't lock in their schedule until, you know, the week of or the week before. So 
right. I, I think it's going to end up going a few more places uh, for people to see it on the big screen. And then nice. it'll be streaming for everybody. But yeah, if you're in any of those places, uh, you know, on that list that you showed, and I'll be adding more places soon. Okay, cool. You know, that, cool. That's how people can catch it. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. What, when again uh, is it going to go to streaming? I don't have the the exact date okay. um this I, year though sometime yeah this year? yeah i think it'll likely be october or november but we don't have an exact date locked in yet so oh here we go here we go well that's awesome here we go sexy sumo says the grindhouse releasing has events out here in california and other states that shows classic horror flicks at select drive-ins they did one for evil dead in 2020 look at that that's awesome did you go that... see it how how was it which which drive-in was that at yeah let me know sumo uh, which one? You, if you if you had a chance to go to that, yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. Well, since we're talking theaters and how you love to support not just the drive-ins, but yet you love to support going physically going to the movie theater, I have a quick question for you. What do you think about the kind of the gimmick theaters that are out there? You have the 4DX where the seats move. Are you all are you all for that? Or you're like, no, just, I just want to sit down and. You know? That is such an interesting question. Um, I actually did some work for a little while at Real D that did uh, three all the 3D for movies um, over the last five years or so, and so I I I definitely was exposed to that whole side of the business. I kind of look at it. I mean, I I do like to try that stuff, and it depends on the film for me. But okay. um, but it's kind of interesting when you look at the history of cinema, which I've studied a lot. Okay. So you, you figure when movies first came out, they were silent, they were black and white, and they were short. So at first, all the movies were, you know, 15 minutes. And right. then they finally strung them together. They came up with feature feature length movies, but they were still silent. And they had the piano player or the organist at the theater. Yeah. And then eventually this thing sound came along. And that was like the biggest novelty. Talking. And, and uh, the talkies, exactly. <laughs> and that's when people started going um and and what did what did they have to compete with it they had radio at home but if they went to the theater they could see the picture too and that was crazy because television didn't exist yet right so finally yeah. television shows up kind of in the late 40s early 50s and early televisions were like you know the size of your laptop screen they were small you know they were not big <laughs> and they were black and white and the image wasn't good but people could see something at home and as that got better um, and, and t on all TVs were black and white too. People don't realize we didn't start getting color TVs at, mm -hmm. at home until like the seventies. Then mm -hmm. you started getting color TVs crazy. Right. And so if, if those things didn't happen, um, maybe the movies would or wouldn't have evolved because you start to have things like widescreen movie formats. Right. Like, um, you know, Cinerama was the thing that really broke mm -hmm. that. Um, and then and then that turned into the standard format for theaters, widescreen. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we got widescreen on our TVs at home. We didn't used to have that. Right. Um, you know, and then they start having Technicolor and surround sound. So each time there's sort of like something more you have at home, then they try to come up with something more you don't have at home. And go. so right. when you're looking at the whole history of cinema, like, you know, they tried making 3D TVs for us at home. There were a few of them for sale a few years ago, but 3D is something that is better in the theater. 
Um, the IMAX screens are, are a novelty, but now almost every multiplex has IMAX screens. And, you know, so it's like they're going to keep trying to get us out of our houses and um, and give different things that might be novelties. Um, the first 3D was in the 50s. That was also, you know, trying to get the kids home while their parents were watching, you know, out of the house while the kid while the parents were watching TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it, there's a history and a cycle to this. I don't know what they're going to come up with next to to keep getting us. I mean, fancy seats are one of the things now that they try to get us, you know, to go to the theater, having, you know, food brought to you in your seats or having beer available. You know, all these things are trying to create a different experience. Now, drive-ins, and I think one of the people in my film says that the drive-in inherently has a, a draw in addition to the movie, just the whole, the world, the environment of it mm -hmm. um, is something you can't, really create at home and so um so drive-ins have that built in the indoor theaters um yeah when you get a movie like top gun that comes out everybody wants to see that on the biggest format possible so. i wanted to see it in imax but by the time i got around to seeing the movie it was out of imax theaters i was like no yeah but well, it's they all might good. Even be bringing it back too um I think it's still in theaters right now yeah, which, yeah. which is insane it's a big hit yeah obviously it's insane. So, so anyway, yeah, so I, I'm down with that stuff from the okay. perspective that I, I really want the theatrical experience to continue. So, you know, anything that keeps drawing people to theaters, but I think a lot of times it's the movies that really draw people to theaters. So, right. um, you know, certain movies you want to see certain formats or you want to experience both ways. Sometimes you might be like, okay, I'm going to see it in 3D. I'm going to see it in standard def this time. See what's different about it. Um, right, right. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm down with all that stuff. But I'm yeah, really so down with a cool theater or a cool drive-in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But you're cool with variety, right? Why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, why not? Uh, we have Chris Beal here. He says he loves his reclining chairs at his local theater. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, they had, to, they had to upgrade it, man, to make it feel like a home at the theater. Yeah, you know, there's a theater out here, uh, Galaxy Theaters, where you can get a beer, you know, and and sit down and drink it. So yeah, it's interesting. And some people were surprised in my movie that you could get beers at some drive-ins, which you can now. Oh, uh, so oh, the White Russians, baby. <laughs> yo, yo, I want to go. I want to go to that drive-in. Serve some I, White Russians. I was like, what? So this drive-in he's talking about, the Greenville drive-in, it's in upstate New York in the Catskills in New York. And this couple bought it about seven years ago to bring it back to life. But they did some non-traditional things. They play a lot of retro movies and then they do a whole, there it is. They do a theme around it. And when I went to shoot, I was there when they were playing the Big Lebowski. And so that you saw in the trailer, that's why they had the dude cookies they had white Russians. They had, you know, people in there with their bathrobes like the dude. So they really make each movie in into an event. <laughs> so See, that's 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 what I miss about the drive-in because they, you know, they 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 go all out. Yes, you know, yeah, it's you like it's cool. a very special experience. Yep. It's cool <laughs> that theaters out here next to me. It's very awesome. It's cool. They represent the old school when they have like retro night. You know, they'll play an older film. Like Predator or Batman or something mm -hmm. like that. I think I think that's awesome. You know, on the cheap, right? Like five dollars a ticket. Mm -hmm. But it's it's cool 
even it's even better when they get into it you know yeah the movie theaters the, the movie theaters they just show it they don't like have themes or anything like that right but that's what's special some drive about the you know like if they'll if they'll show ghostbusters they'll somebody will show up with the ectomobile or whatever it's called right like if they show back to the future you know maybe somebody in the area has they might, a story yeah. that they'll yeah, bring yeah. so yeah they do all the they they have the space to do some of these other things and um, as you also saw in the movie, some of them have bands sometimes. So it's really this whole entertainment experience that, mm-hmm. that they're creating um, that can make it a really, a really cool, fun, fun night out. Yes, for sure. Uh, we had a, one question here for you, April, uh, from Chris. He says, uh, ask April if she thinks VR is the future for movie theaters. What do you think of that? What's Boy, that's such on? an interesting question. Yeah, when I when I was doing some work at Real D, of course, that was one of the things that we were talking about is what type of immersive interaction. And you're getting some of that in video games. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have have also said that there has been a convergence of video games and movies um, to some degree um, to different levels of success. <laughs> some some movies that kind of feel like video games um, yeah. are are great and sometimes they're less good because you're you're strangely even though you're more immersed you're less detached um to the characters mm. in the world well said uh, so yeah i think it just you know again it kind of just depends it depends on on the filmmakers and the movie but yeah if you uh you know because we have immersive like vr headsets and things that people can get now um and People thought that content was going to come really quick. And um, especially for narrative content, it has been slow. Like people kind of like it for sports, maybe for concerts, for shopping, like all these sort of interesting applications where people feel like they could make money. Um, But like storytelling has been a harder thing for people to crack. Um, so I don't know where that's going to go, but, um, but yeah, if you could like for a while there was, um, was it IMAX had like a VR theater, um, across the street from the Grove in LA. So it was like, okay, um, they're investing in this VR theatrical, you know, type experience, or, uh, I think they had different types of things in there, but it's gone. It didn't, it didn't, Hmm. I think it put down even before the pandemic, so there was a bunch of VR talk, and now I haven't heard much people talking about it lately. So I don't I know. I don't think it's going to go away. But yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. No, completely. I wouldn't rule it out either. Because think about that: if you could go to a theater and have, uh, you know, an immersive, it, it's it in a weird way. Like, have you heard of the, the like the silent discos where everybody's in the headset listening to the same thing? Like from the outside, there's no music, but everybody's <laughs> dancing. Like they have them sometimes on the beach. Yeah, um, yeah, or wherever. So they have sort of these silent discos where you're all listening to the same thing in the headset. So a a, the, a theatrical kind of VR experience would be kind of the same thing where people would be connected, but not. Right, I don't know. I, mean, right. I could I could see I could see that happening actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Who know Who knows? We're in the yeah. future. Who knows? <laughs> We're in the future. Uh, well, as long as they clean the headsets before the next, you know, showing. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Don't give me no sweaty that. ass. Well, we have to be carrying our own around, wouldn't we? I don't know. Somehow. <laughs> Who knows what the future? It'll be crazy, be. man. Who knows in the future? It'll be just. It'll be like I this. It'll, future, it'll look like VR just... will look like this. Right. Yeah, it'll be right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I usually look at the movie Demolition Man if I want to see the future. I think a lot of Demolition Man has come true. So 
That's yes. a good one to watch. <laughs> I love that movie. I, love I that do movie. too. It's extremely underrated. Uh, I'll have to talk about it on the channel here in the future one day. Uh, but, but speaking of gimmick <laughs> gimmick uh, theaters, have you ever seen the film called Matinee with John Goodman? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good movie. <laughs> yeah. That's another yeah. really underrated movie. Well, when you talk about the history, yeah. So that that was trying to recreate sort of that movie palace experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, thanks for the super chat. And he says, thank you, April. Oh, Fox. sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's yeah, a good I mean, question, actually. I mean, That's if people question. want to um, put on there what your drive-in is that you go to or what your theater is that you go to, because I've been to so many. Um, if you've been to a drive-in, maybe I've been to yours. Or if you've been to a cool indoor theater or movie palace, maybe I've been to that, too, because I have been all over. <laughs> yes, she's 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 been there and done that. That's right. Uh, Sumo, going back to what Sumo said earlier, he didn't get a chance to go this season. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. but, the, he did, but he got a t-shirt. Nice. <laughs> so the Mission Tiki, the Mission Tiki drive-in is one of the ones that is featured in my documentary. Um, so I, I went across the country last summer when I shot this film, I drove from LA out to Texas, up to Nebraska, and then through Ohio, Illinois, upstate New York. Cape Cod, Baltimore, and then I came back. Man. And so I went to 11 different drive-ins um, for this documentary in eight different states because I wanted to show just a, a whole different cross-section. I wanted to show, you know, drive-ins that had six or seven screens and ones that had one screen and ones that had been around for, you know, since the 40s or the 50s. And yeah. I went to one that had just been built three, you know, just opened three weeks before I got there. And, wow. uh, you know, I, I just tried to show just different types of owners and different parts of the country and, you know, different, you know, been around short time, long time, you know, all the different types of drive-ins. And the interesting thing was the stories were all quite similar. I thought they would be different um, depending on the size or where they're located mm -hmm. or whatever. But as soon as I went to three or four of them, I was just like, wow, you guys are all experiencing the same troubles, mm -hmm. the same stuff. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. And that was interesting. Yeah. So everybody's yeah. in everybody's in it together. <laughs> yep. 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 And I'm I'm happy they're out there fighting a good fight because it is an experience for sure. Uh but yeah, speaking of fighting a good fight, uh I enjoyed <laughs> this one couple, there's a gentleman who basically is like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna just do it in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. That's dedication, man. I love that. I love that. He's like, no, we're going to do it in the backyard and make it, make it happen. Yeah. So that couple, they both went to the drive-in, like when they were growing up in that area, they're in Ohio and all their drive-ins got torn down around the area and they had a cornfield. They live very rural <laughs> and uh, yeah, they literally built a drive-in in their backyard and um it's they ca they call it the field of dreams drive-in because they love that movie and it is what Perfect. you said if you if you build it they they will come and that's what they did and it was so popular that they um added a second screen <laughs> yeah yeah and uh just people forget how huge some of these drive drive-ins are i mean this is i mean this is nothing i have another i'm gonna have another photo i'm gonna show yeah but this is like huge, like, you know, they even have a walkway in the middle for people to go, you know, patrons can go get some snacks. Yep. But people forget how huge drive-ins are. They are. 
They are. Yeah. And that's one thing I like, like I was telling somebody on another interview recently that when you go to a drive-in there, especially, I mean, go back and stuff. Like during the pandemic, there were a lot of pop-up drive-ins and if all your drive-ins are gone and that's what you have, then that's great. But that, that's sort of like a light version of a drive-in because you're still in a parking lot, blah, blah. When you go to an actual drive-in like you just saw there, and especially with the aerial and the drone shots, I could I could uh, see the point of view to really see all the design that goes into it, that there's these ramps and these rows, and it really is designed as a theater. And there's a, a long entryway road to get in because everybody's trying to get into the show at the same time. So you can't back up the freeway out there. Mm -hmm. You got to have like a side entry road. And, and so there's a lot of care into the design and this into the snack bars too, because the same thing, they got to run a bunch of people through at the same time before the show and during the intermission, it's a rush. And so everything's really designed to be this experience where you, where every car can see over all the other cars and everything's great. And, you know, so, so there's a lot of design that goes into it that people um, don't really understand. And, and that's one thing that I wanted to show with some of the drone shots is just to see the layouts of these places. And when, when you go to one, you know, especially when you go to an empty, but when you go to it for the night to see a show and you see how huge those marquees are, the ones that have marquees, when you stand next to them, they're gigantic. They're amazing. They have neon. They're really cool looking. And you're just like, wow, they built something like this. And then the screen, same thing. It's, it's huge. They're bigger than any IMAX screen. And um, and so, yeah, there's something about just getting inside that little world of the drive-in that you're like, something fun's going to happen in here. I'm going to have yeah. a good time in here. And you just get kind of excited Mm -hmm. um, every, every time I go to a drive-in, when I see one, when I go, go on the land, you know, to visit one or to go see a show, I get a little excited because it just, it, it's the environment of it the, and the way it's all, you know, it's all built. So. Yes. Yes. And, you know, they, they play, uh, old school and new school still, you know, which is pretty cool. You know, there's not like they're up to date. They're up to date. They're playing the newest hottest thing. That's out yeah. there. Not, <laughs> not just the retro stuff, you know, which is still yeah. fun. And like a lot Evil of them. Dead and, a lot of them had uh, laser projectors. I was, you know, a lot of people, somebody, somebody actually wrote an article saying, uh, you know, that drive-ins use antique equipment or play old, you know, old, old stuff. And I was just like, actually, that's not correct. They all have digital projectors. And when I was on the road last summer, a lot of the indoor chains are now announcing like, oh, we're going to switch to laser projectors. Um, like four or five of the drive-ins I went to already had laser projection a year ago. So yeah, um, it's crazy. they're not, yeah. So they're not behind <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. people think um, they're, you know, and they are playing first run movies, but they also blend in the retro stuff too. So the picture looks good. Put it that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris says that uh, we have the Dixie twin drive-in in Dayton, Ohio, but it's not super active. So. Not super active. Yeah. Now talk about marquees. The marquee at the Dixie Twin Drive-In is so huge and so impressive. It's really cool. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice drive-in. Um, well, here's an example of how huge this uh, drive-ins are, guys. Check this out. Yep. That is gigantic and it's three <laughs> screens. And, how and cool the, is that's that? Mission Tiki and there's actually um, other screens that you can't even see in this shot. But yeah, that's the Mission Tiki drive-in outside Los Angeles. So that was built as a single screen. Now it has four. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, it's just like people forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. 
But this has to be my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I just was looking up random drive-in uh, images, and I found this, guys. And sometimes I was just like, man, so look, the drive-ins have, have a little fun gimmick nights as well. This is amazing. So they were showing Jaws at this drive-in. And check this out, guys. Oh, <laughs> I've seen this picture. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where this is at, but I've seen a couple places do this where they do a blow-up screen and they have Jaws in the water. Yeah. I, like... I, I don't know if I would want to see Jaws that way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But that's like one of the greatest things ever. I'm like, know, just right? idea-wise. Idea I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> See guys, it's an experience. It's an yeah, experience. I've seen sure. a I've seen a few different places doing that actually. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, that blew my mind. <laughs> I was busted up laughing. I was like, hell yeah, why not? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but uh yeah, yeah, just just phenomenal watch. Uh highly recommend you guys check it out. Uh was there anything else you'd like to discuss about the docu uh documentary? I mean, problem saying that word today for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, just thanks for having this conversation and and um, giving the drive-ins a little bit of love. You know, I think that's part of what the movie shows is that, you know, during the pandemic, part of why I called it back to the drive-in is because a lot of a lot of people went back to the drive-in during the pandemic. Like, yeah, you know, everybody was talking about drive-ins. And for me as a filmmaker, since my first documentary was about drive-ins, I went back to the drive-in to make another film on the topic. But the message is in the title, get your butt back to the drive-in. We all need to go back to the drive-in this summer. Um, when other things are opened up, we still need to remember them. We still need to support them so that they can, you know, be there um, for the for the future generations. So it's just a reminder. And, and I wanted to show behind the scenes because these families work hard. They're in mm -hmm. their hearts are in it and they're providing a, you know, a place for families to gather in their communities and, you know, they get there early in the afternoon. They do a lot of preparation. They, you know, do all this stuff to get ready. They're there until two or three in the morning, um, you know, putting in all those hours. And it's just a lot of stuff we don't think about. So um, I just wanted to pull back the curtain a little bit, give these drivings a little bit of appreciation for what the what these owners are doing because they're, you know, they're family businesses. So, yeah, um, you know, we always talk about the big corporations versus supporting the little guy. Well, th these are some of the little guys that you need to support for sure. That's right. That's right. Very well said. And uh, you you succeeded, uh, April. You succeeded because this uh, film brought back a lot of memories uh, from Samurai Guy. And I will be supporting my local drive-in as well as you guys. Support it. That's right. This summer, you know, I'm going. I'm going. You're making me, as soon as I was done watching it. <laughs> Watching the film, I'm like, I need to go. Let's go. That's what everybody keeps telling me too. They're like, I want yeah. a dude cookie, and I yeah. and I need to go to my drive-in. <laughs> White Russian, get that yep. white Russian. That's right. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, me and uh, Lady Fatbud, we got to go. We got to go this year for sure. Well, this was an honor again. Always having you here, April. You are awesome. That's right. Always great. I can't wait to talk about your future projects. You know, because I know you got, I know you got ideas, and I, I know you got things planned. Come on back. This is your second home. You already know that. And we're going to discuss some future projects for sure. But before that, uh, you got to get you back in on here to, to talk some more horror movies, man. More yeah, horror I'll genres. Yeah, we got to do some <laughs> stuff, man. And bring. I'll, and... I'll debate your other friends again that you usually have on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Versus is coming back. And, and most likely, um, uh, Versus around October, I'm, most likely, I'm probably going to do nothing but horror movies every week, just yeah. like we did last year. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It really is. It's a lot of fun to see 
you know, hear different people's opinions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, we all crack up and we're all shocked yeah. and stunned, but it's always fun. Yeah, it it's is. It's a, a good, it's a good time, especially and when somebody when somebody disses a movie you love. You're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> how how can you feel that way? So, yeah, it is. It's a good time. <laughs> yes, uh, which is the purpose of the channel here? That's right. We represent horror, action, martial arts. And it's all about fun. That's right. Even if we agree to disagree, it's always about having a good and time. And horror movies are great at the drive-in. Don't That's right. That. That's right. So go <laughs> to the goddamn drive-in. <laughs> That's right. And you know, the, the drive-in, you know, around October, you know they're going to be playing them horror movies. So it's yeah, going to be a do. blast. It's mm -hmm. going to be fun. So, all right, guys. Thanks again for watching. Keep an, keep a, keep a Be alert. That's right. Keep your eye out there for when this wonderful film comes to streaming that's right if you can't catch it at your local theater then make sure you guys show support watch it on streaming keep watching movies even at the drive-in all right guys take care april don't go anywhere we'll see you guys on the next one take care guys